0: Welcome to Worlds Below, an actual play podcast that made us cry. No jokes this time, folks. Just a cold, hard fact. Last time. With the aid of the king, Charlie, and the volunteers from the army, Cat and Angelica managed to cross the melee of deadheads to return to their erstwhile home. The situation on Haven is desperate, But thus far, the leadership of Suze and Liza has managed to stave off disaster. In their search for a vector to transmit Cat's code, they are brought face-to-face with a broken Joanna and the mysterious and ever-present door. Join us as we unravel its secrets in the finale of Worlds Below.
1: describe the room. It's massive. Um, but it's not like one single shape. It seems to curve in many ways. There are like weird sharp angles. It looks like a room that's kind of like lodged onto the side of something else. This is clearly a part of the ship that is not human. Um, as you walk inside, lights come on, but you're not sure from where. There just is light now. Um, it's like a large sort of cavernous room, which is strange on a spaceship. Along, from the floors to the ceilings, spursed almost at random throughout the room are these glass columns. And inside the columns is like a swirling sort of gas, sort of liquidy substance. Um, along the bases and up the sides of the column are runes that you recognize from the earth and there's no like one way to walk into this room, but I think the group of you kind of like move together, like staring around. There are, um, runes in the ceiling. There's runes, um, sometimes on the floor. It's like, there's not really a human use of space except when you come further into the room in the middle of a somewhat empty space in the columns, is uh, like a surgery table and like a there's like a nursing station there's like a place where like a casket might sit like there's a bunch of equipment that's all like empty there's nothing there it's all clean and sterile and light slowly comes into the room again and this one uh, wall sort of looks like a sort of like a two-way mirror like you can see outside and it's sort of like a weird like a you get a bit of vertigo because it's kind of staring down at the deck of mm. Um but along with that light coming into the room you also see um, these kind of like tendrils of runes start to come down from the ceiling it's like if gas could make words or runes they start like filtering down and at the very center in front of this um, in front of this window is one solitary like column um, going down and you notice that in the other columns there's like small specks of things like smaller floating uh, particles polyps but in this big center column by the surgery table is what looks like a Medusa. Like, it's got a large flowing bell. It's go- it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, the tendrils that come down are, like, wispy and fine, and they seem to move around. Like, it's not the same shape all the time. It's moving throughout, and you can't see any, like, organs or any sensory things. But it seems to move in a... In a um, direction that it wants to, uh, throughout the column. Um, and as you walk into this room, it floats down to the front and I'm not going to have you roll for this because this is this feeling in the exact same way as the pointing, as the nose, as the other sort of, as the purring sensation. And Angelica, this is new to you, this feeling of not quite language, but as if, like, you took an idea directly and put it into someone else's head. Well, maybe. Um, Yeah, so this thing um, floats down, and what you feel is that it says something like, I am the... Um, what word did I use here? I am the I am the delegate or something. But it could just as easily has said I am the spokesperson. I am the leader. I am the volunteer. All these words kind of mean the same thing. Cat, <sighs> how long have you known about this this
0: crazy room?
2: I mean, I didn't know what was inside. So but... nothing
0: about this this um, this king here.
2: This I... is fantastic. I did see Alzheimer's go in here once.
0: That makes so much more sense now. If he knew, all the admirals must have known.
2: Well, now you know. Are you going to turn into a raging alcoholic?
0: <laughs> Only time will tell, Cat, nah. won't it? <laughs> How do we communicate with this?
1: I think it's already doing it.
0: How do I just.
1: Hi? Yeah. Um, you both feel that same sensation coming from your chest, and it's a uh, hello but it's also a greetings, it's also a bienvenue. it's like Mm -hmm. any, it's the feeling of hello and welcome. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Why did it lead us here? Can it help us?
1: Can you help us? The thing says, we can, the hive can. We are much more advanced in a way. We can transmit across gas. um, um,
0: Is it saying it can use the air as an antenna? I think so. Can you just do it? I think it's
2: the antenna. Anyway. This is the specific.
1: Yeah. Can you send her code?
2: Yes. To only the um, deadheads?
1: Yes, your passenger. Can help us with that.
2: Cool, cool. Can they also finish the code
0: for me? <laughs>
1: Did it's I mention it's not done?
2: I didn't. Um, remember how that was like good news, bad news to the king? I do It's been a
0: lot of the good news, bad news today. Yeah, it's a good news, bad news kind of day. Will it fix it though if the code's not done?
1: Um, Kat, you feel your um, passenger say something like, "I, I can." Uh-huh. It won't be easy. What does that mean? I don't know how to say it. I can show you. And you kind of get this confused image of like flashes of those previous lives that you've interacted with. The navigator, mm. the, the groom, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as I'll call him.
0: Yes. Yeah. Groom star child. Can we hear each other's aliens speaking right now? Or is it just they're speaking to, her, like, it's speaking to her?
1: It's speaking to her, but I think um, if you want to, you can. Uh, Kat was able to communicate with Joanna. Do
2: that dreaming roll. No.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> no. Um, uh, like, do I get any impression what it means by not easy? Like, does it mean, like, physical toll on me? Like, does it mean time? Like, do I get any sense of that?
1: You'll have to go to sleep.
2: For
1: I think your memories, the the memories that I have, can help. Okay. And this time, let's say uh, that Angelica, you feel that too—that sensation of like flashes of memory.
2: Who are my memories? Nobody nearly as cool as my navigator.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay.
2: You can be cat's mom.
1: Yeah, I want to do a couple quick scenes with this, but, Kat, do you agree to it?
2: Yeah. I'm going to have to take a quick nap.
0: Is it right now?
2: R- um, right. Maybe I didn't phrase that correctly.
1: <laughs> I can bring you back, both of you. So it, the research takes some time, but working together, I think we can do it quickly. Want to have a quick
2: slumber
0: party? I do. We is this what we need to do? Cat, well, I don't understand what's happening right now. So I have about half the code done. I got that bit, but why the sleeping?
2: I think they can tap into our memories and get the last two connections.
0: Why? Why do you need me?
1: To accelerate the process more. Mind power? More human minds? Are you saying she's Working. smarter than me?
0: I, I think I think it means that we're computers to them. Oh, that's better. I like computers. Um, okay. I mean, obviously I am, but it's not a big deal.
2: <laughs> anyway. <Yeah.
1: laughs> it would be easier if you were to connect. Cat,
2: hold on her hand. One wait we ready. should lie down first
0: <laughs> they're just like reaching at each other from across the floor
2: <laughs> we can lie down next to each other i don't know what
0: <laughs> so far away
1: yeah so the king and lydia like crouch over <laughs> yeah the they're two just like, and just like what oh, okay okay
0: trust
2: us
1: this, this is, is what we need
0: future science here um <laughs> yes trust her she knows what she's doing mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. probably
1: So Uh, I can see what you need to fill in is language and free will. Yes. Okay, so those are the things we're going to focus on. So what you feel is almost like a hand pulling you somewhere, like someone reaching out to grab hold of you and pulling you backwards. This is this is pretty easy for Cad. Yeah. It feels like someone is just leading you by the hand. But this is a, a rough thing for Angelica. It's jarring. It's new. Mm-hmm. You're not as acquainted with your passenger. Um, where we end up, and I think Angelica, like in this, mental space you're sort of reeling with the sensations um but we end up again with the navigator and again you're in sort of like his living space um his like chamber um
0: oh wait a second did I have a memory of my mom when I was
1: when you were dying yeah yeah Oh dear. Um, it's it's <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll clear that up right away. That it can't be your mom because of. Yeah, well, okay, because she actually got timing. spaced, yes. Born times. Yes. But, yeah. 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 Oh,
0: fair that too.
1: Yeah. Um, but I want to come up with people who are in your past too, hmm. or who are like your living memories, not necessarily in your past. Um, but we'll start with a navigator. Sure. I was thinking about who I wanted Angelica's ancestors to be. I'm back now. <laughs> You're here again.
2: Hi. It's good to
1: see you. It's
2: good to see me. You. You again. brought
1: someone else this time. I didn't know they could oh, do that.
2: M- uh, me neither. Angelica, Navigator. This I recognize is...
0: your face. You're famous. Am I? You saved us.
1: I, I. I guess I did, but I didn't know I was famous. <sighs> you're, this
2: is my alien. You're the <laughs> pretty cool, you're huh? the alien? <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm... It, it's complicated. Let, let's walk. Okay. Um, so you're walking through Haven with the navigator. Haven looks cleaner, newer, happier. Um, sort of shadows of people pass, and the navigator like waves, waves to them along the way. And uh, the navigator says, it's, it's kind of complicated, I suppose, but what they do is that they just store memories. All you remember as a person, every feeling, every sensation is stored for them. They're they're kind of like memory banks. It's amazing in a way. They remember everything, and they're always cycling, so each individual alien is millions or even billions of years old. If you're
2: a memory, are you going to remember us here?
1: Do you create
2: there's a lot of
1: (laughs) there's a lot of questions i don't i don't have all the answers okay but i know that you're looking for something now right uh i need help
2: there are people who have lost they've been coded to forget all the things that make them people and I have most of the code, but I'm missing a part. What do you need from me? Um, how you're, You seem pretty willful. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I, I'm not sure, but I need to figure out how
1: to bridge the last gap in the code. Um, so the navigator leads you into, like opens the door and steps through it, and this door is more chaotic. Like there are a lot of people rushing around, and like there are alarms going off. There's upper deckers and under deckers who are coordinating, trying to get the ship out of harm's way. Um, and the navigator says, "This is the day that it happened. I, I, I that made me famous. Wow. I guess. Look, at, look at how well we're all working together.
0: Sight for sore eyes.
1: Yeah. It's I guess in a the end it's their choice to work together and it was my choice to be here and to bring you back here and it was everyone's choice to come to the navigator station that day
0: it doesn't feel like choice when their lives all depended on it though
1: i mean
2: they could have tried to escape we probably had a lot of escape pods at that point
0: it's true the upper decks didn't turn their back on the lower decks that day then.
2: Yeah, and the lower decks didn't do the same. <laughs> we're good for something, I guess, to each other. <laughs> well, we all chose to work together. Kind of like us, I guess. Yeah. We d- were forced
0: to do it for, to, for
2: our lives, but I mean, we kind of
0: chose to do it also. You also refused to talk to me for like the first three months that I knew you.
2: On the ship or on
0: Earth? I think both. I mean, we were down to that long, but... It felt like three months. That's really for sure. Did.
1: Anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> can you do me a research roll?
2: Remember how I should have boosted my research?
1: You can take...
0: But you did it.
1: Seven, two, twelve. Okay, so you can fill in free will. Yeah. So, Angelica, I want to take one of your memory personas. Mm -hmm. Who do you think would be the person before you to have had your alien, a generation in front of you? Um,
0: So I'm thinking about, like, these aliens, do they in any way influence who we are as people? No. Like, the memories themselves sort of echoing in the person?
1: Um, I'm going to say no. Okay. They, for the majority of both of your lives um you didn't know you had a passenger not until like there was a time of great stress did this Mm -hmm. become known to you what if it was
2: that artist who invented trivialism
0: (laughs) no (laughs) oh Uh, listen (laughs) no okay fine that's plus i think that's that was first generation yeah maybe um I kind of like the idea though that like it was one of the spiritual leaders of sorts of the lower decks, Ooh. like of of sparrows ilk.
1: So one of the first ones.
0: Yeah, because I, I like the idea that Angelica did has dr- did have dreams as a kid yeah. of like the world below, yeah. even though she was only ever seeing Ooh. the stars above.
1: We we talked about before about astrologers being people oh, who yeah. look meteorologists, down meteorologists. Yes. Oh. So maybe this is a first <laughs> meteorologist.
0: Yes, or maybe the one who finally found meaning in the patterns of the hurricanes. Oh,
1: Wait. I love that. Or in the clouds. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah,
2: we're. Um, we decided the astrologers were upper deckers and meteorologists were lower deckers, right? Uh, okay, so this Got is it. a meteorologist. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so this person, what do they look like to you? Uh.
0: Let's see. Oh, gosh. I see, like, young, young man, like, early 20s, would have his head in the clouds if there were clouds to be there. Um, so
2: down yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: like head always facing down spends a lot of time in that room with the big glass window yeah uh i think i think he draws a lot oh, I um that. and i think that it was in the drawings and like finding the patterns of the weather below that he started to find actual patterns in the weather mm. and started to you know I, I don't know that he started meteorology so yeah. much as like offered a lot to the practice.
2: I have a question. Mm-hmm. Would he have like accidentally or like not accidentally, but like through desperate searching found like the climate logs from when Haven like took off? <laughs> like, so cause there would have been like important meteorological data from that time. So like somewhere, somewhere and forgot to like delete the file. And so you like, Found it in Haven's history books. <laughs> what
1: does he do with that information? He's just like, see, they cared. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is a real science. Yeah. I think he also brings back a bunch of the old words. So like, I ah, yes. Today the cumulo nimbus is uh, growing in your yes. skies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. So again, the two of you feel this like pulling sensation and the next sort of space you're standing in is where Sparrow would give her sermons. Um, And there is a young man, as you described, like cross-legged in front of that portal looking down, and he's got drawings all around him, like these beautiful like sort of coded um, accounts of the clouds he's seen, the types of clouds he's drawn them. He's got like shorthand for the different cloud types, and he looks up when you come in, and he says... You are an iridescent cloud, and you are a, hmm, cumulus. I always I can knew that
0: I had a bit of a iridescence to me.
1: Yeah, that's pretty true to life. Uh, thank you? You're welcome. Not a lot of people thank me. Who are you? Um. Well, my name is, do you care what his name is? No okay no <laughs> oh he probably um,
0: he probably goes by something like serious yeah he's he kept one word for himself
1: yeah my name is serious with a c not an s i'm not that serious
0: oh that,
1: that was a
2: good one.
0: Oh dear is actually this, are you my memory you know you guys have a lot
2: of the same jokes in common
0: you know, this makes a lot more sense now. My sense of humor, I feel like I dreamt up these really terrible, terrible jokes as a kid. He's helping us. I, well, sort of, yeah, I just, Great
1: jokes. I just think yes. it, it's, it's really beautiful down there if you look at it. It's always, it's changing. It's different. It's dynamic. And there's so much that we can learn by, you know, I, I, it's almost like when I'm looking at the earth, I get this sense that something is trying to speak to me. I think that's beautiful. Iridescent.
0: The clouds speak to you.
1: Well, in a way. It's always metaphorical, I suppose, but... i It, it makes me feel happy, and it makes a lot of other people in the underdecks here feel happy. And I, I like that.
0: That is really important, having something to be cheerful and hopeful about.
1: What can I help you with?
0: Well... I think we need to find a way to speak back, I guess. We need to create order in that chaos of, well, what's below on earth.
1: I can I can do that. I can help you with that. You can? Yeah. You just need a a, a way to speak to people.
0: Are you about to offer me my cloud charts? <laughs>
1: So as he's um pouring over these these charts and he's describing your cloud to you, um Angelica, I want you to make the roll, but you oh, can no. use Kat's research skill.
0: Okay. I mean
1: Um and we're gonna give this a boost because narratively it makes sense. Yes. So you can take like a plus five to this.
2: While Angelica is decoding her cloud charts, um Kat
0: is just like wandering. <laughs> I think that's a pass is 12 plus five higher than your score. Yes, I have a 12. (laughs) Oh, great.
1: (laughs) Um, So the code is complete. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. And I think it's like things start to go fuzzy and um, serious, like waves to you. And he says, come back and visit sometime. I can? I don't see why not. the two of you wake up in this uh this alien chamber there are again these like ribbons of runes that are drifting up and down from the ceiling um and the delegate slash spokesperson slash volunteer um again speaks to the two of you through your passengers and says um You can put the device into the broadcaster.
2: I really, really hope I did this right. And Kat puts it in the thing.
1: Immediately the runes that are drifting down become more agitated and sort of circle the small computer very rapidly. You have no idea how it's able to draw a code out of a computer but they start glowing with a greater intensity and swirling up and down in this column. And from the window, you're able to see that there's a stillness that slowly begins to spread from the ship outwards. Um, There is a stillness to the people formerly known as deadheads who start pausing in front of um, the chaos that was the blockade. Slowly the ripple moves backwards as adults, children, elderly people, everyone sort of shakes their head. And this isn't always a beautiful story. It's not easy to come to an awareness of yourself after generations of being lost. And this isn't easy for anyone who was formerly a deadhead. Um, Some people turn to run, and they don't know where they're running, but they just know that they're running away from where this new, terrifying sense of awareness has come from. So they run back to the west, into the wildlands. Other people collapse, and the king's soldiers start coming forward to pick them up and cautiously... Um, try to tend to the wounded. Other people um, don't seem to know how to handle this and they um, tumble backwards off the deck of Halfricks where already the boats of near Nick have begun to fish Jarl Oleg and some soldiers and now the deadhead's pulling them out of the water. Um, it isn't easy to come to that sense of yourself and it isn't easy to build a language and a culture and a sort of new world view out of nothing, but people who made it into the Western wilderness will eventually come to those things, and will eventually be something new.
2: Real quick. Yeah. Cat like looks at the Delicate and is like, "Can you um, do like speakerphone mode?"
1: I can speak to all of my kind. Um, never mind. There are a few more things to be decided today, and we give the choice to every admiral, and it's time to make a new choice.
0: And what choice is that?
1: Every cycle, we choose a new representative to speak for the Hive. My predecessor explained the process to the admiral of Haven last time we move the particles from the holding tanks into our our new hosts where they wait out the lives of their carriers peacefully without interference as much as we can and then when the time has come that the host cycle ends we are brought back out again and we are renewed in our cycles our particles can't thrive in the gas here, they can't thrive in holding, so they must exist outside. All of the admirals that came before you chose to perpetuate the cycle and to carry us forward into future generations, although the knowledge hurt them very greatly. On the one hand, to destroy the last of an alien race, or to perform these transmissions without the consent of their own people. We learn slowly, but we have learned that this is no longer a choice that can be asked of your people. And too many now know what we are. So, Admiral Starchild, you have one final decision to make, and that has to do with us. You are aliens.
0: Well, delegate, you speak of choice as if the people were ever given that choice. One person does not represent them all. I am horrified to hear that that is what's been happening. One of you is inside of me now, and I never asked for that. I don't know that I would have said no, but I never asked for it. It saved me once. Didn't save me the second time. Still bitter about that.
1: (laughs) We only interfere when it is necessary for the survival of the passenger.
0: I... Thank you, Delegate. I put put the question to the people. Earlier today, we had a woman from the ground, except one of your own. Granted, she was on the edge of death, and again, not much of a choice, but... I will not make this decision for others.
1: Um, The king has been, like, looking back and forth at the two of you this whole time, and she says, from what I understand, these these creatures need someone to survive within?
2: They, yeah, they can't survive our atmosphere. That was, they didn't know we were here. That was the attack. It wasn't an attack. They were trying to make our world livable, and it was only when they realized that there was life that they had never seen before that they withdrew horrified by what they'd done
1: and they they carry memories of of your people yes it's
0: like walking through a history book
1: then let me get this straight presumably some of you well all of you have family and close friends who has their memories?
0: I. Well, I have the memory of a boy from the Underdecks, and I, I don't imagine that there was any. Dis- they go, how would they distinguish between the two? I, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't
1: understand
0: the question.
1: <laughs> Do you know who has the memories of um, your family? Uh, oh. Uh, I, I hadn't thought about that. S- somebody must. Oh boy, this is a... And and you want to make this a, a choice for everyone?
0: I, I wish to let them offer that choice to them. I will not make this choice for other people.
1: For the first time, Miss Starchild, I think I have to agree. But you said that we would be allies. So what I must insist on is that the call goes out to everyone. Everyone from Ridari to Nirnik to Halifrax to Felhamir, even the people in the West.
0: Your Majesty, your people will not be so quick to turn around on their beliefs they held about the sky, but...
1: I've seen a miracle today, and it was not the sky. It was that I nearly killed you. And you came back and gave me the chance to make it right again. Not everyone will consent, and that's okay. Not everyone will ask for it.
0: Some might try to take advantage of this. Some might see it as a weapon.
1: Then let them, but we won't keep a record. No one will know. Don't you see?
0: everyone must know.
1: But if no one knows who's holding the memories of a loved one, for example. If no one knows who has your family, then there can't be any more of this, of this fighting. There can't be any more war, us against them. No more us against them sounds pretty good.
0: Sounds like a beautiful solution.